Welcome to our second attempt at our second episode of uh, Tunaboot. I'm Liam. I'm Dougal. And I'm Jim. This week our podcast is a day late because we fucked up the recording last Thursday and have to redo and re-edit the whole thing. Luckily, we now have our playlists on Apple Music as well as Spotify just to make up for that. So if you want to hop over to our Facebook page or look at the description of this episode, you'll find both the links to Spotify and Apple where you can enjoy the music that we're speaking about. I'm quite sad because I thought when you said luckily there that I was going to get a shout out for being the best editor and producer. Well, if you were the best editor and producer, we wouldn't be doing this just now. You'd have edited it much better and we'd have been fine. I can fucking edit it. <laughs> <laughs> right, crack on with your bit, mate. It's two days, the two days I've been stressed. It's fine. Yeah, no, we just wanted to say a big thanks to all you guys. I mean, we've got over 130 likes on Facebook now, which is absolutely fucking mental. Especially like that was like three to five days after we made the Facebook page public, which is mental. It's brilliant. Like, thank you so much. When you guys are listening to the podcast, if you want to do us a solid, just uh, give it a wee subscribe. First of all. You'll get a wee update on the episodes whenever we post them. Hopefully it'll be the same <laughs> time and day every week. But you never know. Like stuff like this. It might just be random. But yeah, if you just like follow us and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. wherever Or Deezer or iHeartRadio apparently now. Because we're now on that as well. Um, that would be that would be cool. And we'd appreciate it. And we'll give you a high five when we see you in public. When we can. We can't just now. Oh yeah, no. And even, we, even when we can, we won't. Yeah, we'll give you a salute. No, no. Okay. We'll give you a nod in appreciation. If there's something behind you that we're going to nod at, we won't wait until you're out the way before we <laughs> nod at it. <laughs> or if there's like a bit of wind um, that took us aback a bit, then it might accidentally <laughs> nod, and that'll be fine too. Have you guys noticed that if you nod at someone, there's two nods that you do? Like if it's someone that you know well you'll like kind of give them like an upwards nod but if it's someone that you don't know well you'll kind of be like like an actual nod yeah oh one of them two types of nods two one of them's of more submissive if you know someone you go like that because you mm-hmm. don't you don't fear it's yeah. probably a primal thing like you don't fear that you're showing weakness yeah you can show point. them when it's someone you don't know you go like that yeah it's, it's knowing but it's it doesn't give anything away either I think that's quite interesting what a nod means, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, on to the episode, Jim. (laughs) All right, lads. Welcome to Tunaboot. Tunaboot. The the podcast. That's funnier. Than all the other ones. Yep. Sorted. Yeah. (laughs) Jim's got molten knees. (laughs) I do. My knees have been badly burnt by, well, the sun. Okay, so I'd like to uh, formally apologise as Jim, the man who did not record properly last week. I feel that we are pretty much at a stage where we've all sussed out all of the technical, or at least as much of the technical difficulties as we can now. So it should be s- smooth sailing until next week. And I do apologise to everybody for the day's delay. So I'd like to introduce this week's episode. Uh, so that in case you don't know, this is Tuna Boot, a music-based podcast where three blokes... We pick three tunes each week, we discuss them, and we get shit-faced, or drunk, or cunted, uh, as we are now. <laughs> <laughs> and the cunt counter is off this week. Woo! <laughs> Alright, so our tunes for this week are A Good Reason to Grow Old by Owl John, After the Gold Rush, Neil Young, You Don't Miss a Good Thing Until It's Gone, Irma Thomas, 
And then we've got Love, Hope and Misery by Jake Bug, Bartholomew, The Silent Comedy, and In the Nightfall by The Veils. And finishing off, we've got Little Trouble by Better Oblivion Community Centre, Sun Structures by Temples, and Crushing by X-Ray. Really hope you enjoy this week's show. Let's go for it, lads. Oh, no, oh, oh, we forgot to mention that our good friend Danny had suggested uh, that there was perhaps a slight flaw in our format and that it's not actually a traditional tuna boot. I say traditional as if that's an actual thing, but it's not a traditional tuna boot. <laughs> like you had in the old days, those tuna boots. With your man, your da, sitting around a fire. Tuna in a boot. No, but um, our good friend Danny Jones suggested that perhaps it wasn't a traditional tuna boot because we don't actually take turns about in selecting songs, which was a very good point. Uh, so what our plan for the future is going to be that we're going to do three weeks of scheduled normal tuna boot and then we're going to be doing a week based on our alternative tunas which is uh, another playlist that, again available on Spotify and Apple uh, Music and Apple Music and Apple Music thank you Dougal. Um I'd like to make a point that Danny's not my pal so he can fuck off with his third rate podcast but I will still steal his idea <laughs> well I would like to uh I would like to have Liam just have that on a loop (laughs) for at least a minute. Uh, I agree. I mean, Danny, how dare you keep your fucking rancid opinions to yourself, but also thank you. It was a fatal flaw in the whole, well, the entire premise of the show (laughs) that that all of us failed to see. Uh, So we're going to be addressing that at some point. We're going to give it a go. And also just want to give a brief shout out to... Danny's uh, podcast, which is called Second Opinion, which he does with his friend Scott Morrison. It's a, it's a very good uh, movie podcast in which they talk about movies old and new and just give them a second opinion. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I mean, I'm not mm. saying that ours is nine times as better. <laughs> no, that's that's unfair. Danny and uh, Scott have a really good podcast, and everyone who has listened to this and not listened to that should give it a whirl. It's very good. No, hundred percent. I'm quite excited to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Let's crack on then. Right. So, Dougal, what are your choices? What's number one? So, uh, my first song this week is a song by Owl John called "A Good Reason to Grow Old." Owl John is the solo project of Scott Hutchinson, who was um, of Frightened Rabbit fame, I suppose, who tragically killed himself a couple of years ago. Isn't it just over two years now? Yeah, which is a absolutely, uh, it's a tragic loss uh, to just everyone. I suppose. I mean, he was just one of the best lyricists that has ever lived. I think hands down, absolutely beautiful songwriting, beautiful lyrics. But yeah, uh, Scott Hutchinson is just one of the best lyricists to live in our lifetime. Anyway, I think definitely he's just absolutely amazing. Um, his work with Frightened Rabbit is just some of the best, best lyrically, uh, best written music you'll ever hear. And if you look at his solo work in Owl John, you've got the same sort of thing. I sort of got into Owl John maybe, I don't know, like, maybe just before he died, to be honest. Like, it wasn't, I, I found him very late in the game. He's only got one album. But I found this song, and uh, when... I listened to it, I just thought that it was just, it's so beautiful and it has such a, like, it's got an uplifting message at the end of it 
because it sort of speaks about uh, the end of it ends the song singing about uh, singing turn your back to the afterlife and I just think it's just got this beautifully uplifting message for the song and and it like maybe quite contrary to a lot of the different works um, has this sort of positivity running through it and I actually played this song at uh, his uh, a night of celebration of his music just because I thought it was such an apt song to celebrate who he was and sort of like maybe the positivity that he sometimes had as well so what did you think about this song I thought this was um, I found this song particularly heartbreaking because I've I got into Frightened Rabbit very late into the game and it well you've been telling me about them for years mm-hmm. and all that and I've listened to them and I thought yeah you know here and there that sounds really good but uh, it was only after his death that I actually really got into Frightened Rabbit and then I will John that you've been speaking about and what breaks my heart about this song more than any of the other ones is because it seems to be singing about you know the whole premise of the song seems to be you know a good reason to grow old it seems like he was like seeing the light, you know, sort of yeah. splitting the clouds, splitting the trees, sort of thing. There was some hope, sort of hitting him, and he wanted to. Write. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I never knew the man, and never knew anyone who did. But I can only speculate. But what it, the way I interpret it is that when he was writing that song, he for at least a while, even though he was obviously still thinking about what he was eventually going to do, or you know, whatever was going on in his head, which obviously never left him this song will seem to be a reflection of at least a brief period of, sort of being away from that. Yeah, you're right, that, does, that totally makes it, it makes it very heartbreaking, really, when you think about it. Hey, like... Uh, well, that's only my interpretation. Who knows what he meant or what everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but that is, that's the way I approached it. If you listen to some of the Frightened Rabbit songs, a lot of the stuff that he's talking about, there's a lot of kind of similar, similar imagery and even, like, the, the well... The, the lyrics themselves are dark when it yeah, comes to this kind of subject. Like the last matter. album, especially. Hey. And even even as far back as um, like Minute Organ Fight and all that, like it's very very dark. And this song kind of it takes the same kind of sub- subject matter and makes it a lot more promising, which again makes it so much more heartbreaking to hear this for the first time for me after his death. I, I was sad when I listened to it. Yeah, it's like, for anyone who's not, like, who's listened to Frightened Rabbit, maybe not explored the further catalogues of Scott Hodgson, um, but you want to hear more things of him, I'd recommend, obviously, I Will John, A Good Reason to Grow Old, and his uh, self-titled album, which is really good. I'd also recommend Master System, which is a sort of super group of several Scottish artists, the other ones of whom I couldn't name. I'm pretty sure Grant Hutchinson's in there. And uh, it's got the bloke from the editors whose name I'll never remember in there as well. But that's also a good ride, uh, an album with nine tracks in it or something. What was the second track you picked this week, Dougal? My second track was After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. And the thing with Neil, why I put Neil Young up, because I know this is a... uh, this is a sort of a podcast about trying to find new bands and like introduce people to new things. And I know Neil Young's a very famous artist, but... I totally missed him until last year when I was listening to Desert Island Discs and I heard Tom York's Desert Island Disc and he put on this song and Tom York was saying that uh, he was really struggling to hit the high notes and like was really uh, nervous and met Neil Young I'm pretty sure and Neil Young asked him to play this song on his keyboard or something and I'm sure Tom York 
fucking nailed it because he's ace. But uh, and he'll probably feature on this podcast on this podcast at some point. Not him, but his music definitely will. I'm sure. Um, and I yeah. just I, I remember listening to this and I was already in this sort of like pure love of this thing that was Desert Island Discs, which I'd been you know, 50 years behind on, and then just heard this song after the gold rush, and I just couldn't believe it. And this guy's got just amazing singing. Like, he's such, he's got such an amazing voice. It's so unique and just beautiful. And from trying to do it, like, it's like, it's so hard to pull, to sing, to pull off, to do any of that. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fucking amazing song. And, I yeah, I put it up because I missed it, so I think, Maybe other people might have missed Neil Young as well, and they shouldn't have, as I, as much as I shouldn't have either. So it's here now, so all our, what, 100 people who like it can now listen to Neil Young. Like, Neil Young is a brilliant artist. Like, his, his Harvest album is one of the best albums. Neil Young is... I don't think there's a sound that you can kind of compare him to. No, well, I think, I think folk and roll is the closest genre you can really pin to him. Folk what? Folk and roll. Folk and roll. Yeah. Jim the genre man is making up genres now. That's actually <laughs> a real genre though. <laughs> what? F- folk and roll. No, well, I made it up and I thought that's brilliant. <laughs> that's what Neil Young is. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. That's that thought. wasn't me. Someone else has oh. thought of that too. It's like, it's like when a stand-up probably comes up with a joke and then. Someone else is telling it, and they go, oh, yeah. well, I came up with that one. <laughs> so did I. I like that, though. Folk, folk and roll. But I think that's... I mean, it, it sounds a bit weak for the majesty of Neil Young, but I think it's the closest, musically, because he covers... Well, but then again, he covers so much. It's Yeah, it's so that. hard because there's such a... Well, I suppose with a lot of artists that we can put up, Edge, there's such a fucking range on it. Like, you can't just attribute it to folk and roll, Aye. or, like... Like, and, ah, well, he, he managed to do everything he attempted, he nailed. Yeah. So, like, from that electric fucking rock and roll sort of uh, hey, hey, my, my into the black stuff, and then mm. up to the folky sort of, you know, after the gold rush stuff. Mm. Like, he, he doesn't miss a beat. Dougal, what's your third track? My third track is called You Don't Miss a Good Thing Until It's Gone, and it's by Irma Thomas. I think this is such a beautiful, soulful song. Yeah, so Irma Thomas, uh, I didn't really get into her until her song Anyone Who Knows What Love Is Will Understand was featured on Black Mirror. And obviously everyone's seen Black Mirror and everyone probably knows that song, but there's you maybe don't know much more of what she's done. And it like wasn't until we used to do this thing in the pub I run and the pub I used to run called Album Sundays where we'd like try we'd play full albums on Sundays and have like a wee sort of you know the my boss would choose four sort of four albums and I'd choose four albums and we'd put that on and that would get us through quite a dull day and one day we were celebrating female artists and their albums and I listened to Irma Thomas's album and it's just such a fucking good album and she's got, she's such a soulful singer and she's got this, like, her album, I don't know if it's how it's produced, but it's got this wonderful tinny sound on all the tracks that I just fucking love. So I just think it's brilliant. What did you guys think of it? Oh, she she is stunning. Um, it wasn't until you said that she was 
the, well, that song was featured on Black Winter that I realised that it just clicked in my head. And so I kind of looked her up a wee bit after that, and like, she, she was about the same kind of time as Etta James and Aretha Franklin, and she must have she must have just got lost in the noise mm. the, that's noise is probably not the right word for it but you know like they were both like such big singers at the time and her sound is very very similar and it's a shame that her voice got lost within that because she is brilliant and like that this song in particular is absolutely stunning yeah, well, it must be like it. It's probably a similar thing that happens now with a lot of artists who all have the same sound as like the popular sound out just now. That they'll a lot of them will get lost in the sort of racket of everyone trying to do the same thing. But a lot of them, which is probably why we're doing this to sort of get some attention <laughs> True, yeah. to the people who maybe aren't getting it from the UK top forty and all that. You know, that's a fucking. It's just, it's just undeniable. That's what it is. It's one of the undeniable tracks. Nice. Good work, Dougal. Very fucking good week this week. Cheers. Thanks, man. So, yeah. uh, so well we're going to vote for our... Vote for your favourite. Uh, we'll vote for our favourites. Oh, uh, Owl John, a good reason to grow old. Yeah, Owl John, all the way. I want to vote for Owl John because I think Owl John deserves it. But I think, sonically, musically, I would pick Irma Thomas. But I want Owl John to be voted, so I'm going to vote for him. I think for me anyway, um, Owl John, specifically now in this time that we're living, there is so much shit going on that something that makes you feel like life's worth living for, basically, that now is more important than ever. Yeah. And I think that's kind of resonated with me quite well. Yeah. 100%. Do you... Fucking fantastic picks, Dougal. Thanks, man. It was it was a good week. Pulled out the big guns, I think, more than anything. Um, Jim, what was your first song this week? My first song was "Love, Hope, and Mystery" by Jake Bugna. I've been a fan of this guy for fucking years. I think he's brilliant. Um, I love the way they introduced uh, sort of country music, as broad a term as that is, but he introduced it into a new, a new generation, and he did it in his own way. He wrote a lot of the songs. You know, he did write a lot of the songs with help and things like that, but I think he brought a lot of his own vision to what he was doing. And he, I think he's just very musically adept. I think he's very technically proficient. I don't know why I keep leaving pauses <laughs> in between words. I don't know why I'm doing that. Um, in a world where Jake Berg made music, which is this world that's funny. Um... I know, I just, I just really liked him. Uh, for, I keep saying air. Uh, I just really liked him for a very long time. And this song, Love, Hope and Misery, comes from his third album called On My One, in which I feel just, if I'm going to be nitpicky about it, I'm not even nitpicky, I just feel like there was too many different things he was trying to achieve all at once. It felt like he was bringing a very R&B kind of feel as well. as like he's doing it. He does a lot of rapping on the, the album and things like that. And not that he's bad at any one of those things, but I just think as an album it doesn't entirely gel. But there are some fucking amazing tunes on this album. I think there's his ability to put a tune together cannot be denied. And I think it's most prominent in this song, Love, Hope and Misery. Which I, I've always liked, and then I played it for my stepdad when we were playing Tunaboot in its original form. And I played this one, and then my stepdad went, and again, he was flying in the face of Tunaboot rules. He just said, Play that again. 
<laughs> and you know what I did? It was amazing. And every like, so every week and every couple of weeks I was round, he'd go, "What was that song? What was that? Uh, what was it called? Uh, what was that song? The love, the tune, and the hope, and the and the love in our hand. What was that one? <laughs> yeah, I'd play that, and I would, I would like play it every week. And he just said that it has everything a good song needs. It has a great melody. It's got some. It's just. He listed other things which I can't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to it, it's it's got heart and it's got passion, but it is also just a technically very efficient song. Everything melds together. Like the bass, like if you just you could one of the things about that song is you can go and listen to it and you can listen to every instrument on its own. Like you can just listen to it and just listen to the bass or just listen to the strings or just listen to you know, the melody or whatever and you'll and you'll enjoy it. His voice shouldn't work, but it does because it is basically just screeching. He sounds very Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks esque, and it shouldn't work. He's got a thinner voice than Neil Young, and Neil Young's got like arguably quite a, thin a thinner voice. voice. <laughs> what I, know, I know what he term. means by that. Actually. Yeah, I get. I know it, what he means by. But it. I really enjoyed it as well. Just like a really thin voice. It's a really good song. I really like it. But we've tried to we've tried to sing that song drunk quite a few times and none of us can hit the notes that this song actually entails. Yeah. Just like it really it's a it's a weird like it shouldn't be as hard to sing as it is and it just sort of speaks about it speaks more to Jake Bogg's sort of abilities, which I don't think he gets credit for enough that he is a fantastic singer. And that he's a fantastic musician. Yeah, that album's such a mixed bag. You're right with like the I mean Jake Bogg can't rap. And he shouldn't try, I don't think. Jake, like Jake, Jake Bug, you were saying he's introduced people to country that wouldn't normally listen to country. I think this song in particular has now introduced people to Jake Bug, or can, it could introduce people to Jake Bug that wouldn't normally listen to Jake Bug. This is a total departure from the stuff that I've heard. The, 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 the main songs like Two Fingers and... Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt, that's the one. Um, complete departure from that. And I think that this song, if you can get past the voice, <laughs> <laughs> is a brilliant song. Like it's it's basically <laughs> at the start you've got the little intro, and I was I was saying this to Jim. Like the the intro kind of reminds me of the kind of bassy AM era of Arctic Monkeys, mm-hmm. and then after that it just completely turns into a seventies uh, blues ballad. Basically, he br- he brings the Neil Diamond and Barry Manilow along on this track and I hear it now when he first said that I thought he was talking shite but he is he's since now explained himself and played some tunes and I was like I understand completely where you're mm. coming from now yeah if, if you if you look at uh, Barry Manilow's Looks Like We Made It that's the perfect song to kind of to compare this song to it's, yeah it's a, total, it's a total ballad and for someone who's not that clued up on Jake Bug I've completely fallen in love with this song so Jim what was your second track I don't think it's any of your business, Dougal. No, it is. Yeah, Dougal, fuck off. <laughs> the second track was called Bartholomew by The Silent Comedy. And I think it's rather good, the, Barth- the Bartholomew. The Silent Comedy. <laughs> My second track this week, the fucking arsehole in a wanker jet up my arse. We right. can fuck this up as much as we want as Liam has said it. And it's all good. That's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't, I don't even fucking care, it's... man. I can't even talk. <laughs> Can't wait to your <laughs> uh, okay. Right, okay, right, shut up. Right, so my second <laughs> right, my second 
My second choice this week is Bartholomew by The Silent Comedy. Now, The Silent Comedy are predominantly a rock band. That is, I think, their mission statement, although there are undercurrents of Americana, Americana and blues. They are highly influenced by, among you know, others, Simon and Garfunkel and Cat Stevens. And it's my pleasure to talk more about them. I've got nothing else to say other than this song has came up because of my fondness for bands like The Heavy, which I had in our Before the Podcast playlist, and Dorothy, which is going to be coming up soon, and things like that. It's just dirty, filthy, sort of rock, blues-ness, and I like it. And the, the thing that got me hooked on this track is what I think most people enjoy is the sort of the chorus element of the vocals. It's quite anthemic and strong and sort of charges out the gate and then it ends in this lovely lovely instrumental sequence I personally would like a wee bit more vocals to come back in the end but you know I'm not going to tell the silent comedy what to do well I love it what do you guys think it's it's, it's a very very fun song it's, it's yeah it's pure rock it's got some brilliant fucking riffs and the instrumental bits are just ace I don't think there's anything negative to say about this because it's just a feel good kind of song this is yeah i really like this song i think it's got that wonderful sort of riotous sound to it like it just it sounds yeah like it gets you pumped it, it you you want to fight something like it's got this right sort of riot we are the angry mob sort of early kaiser chief style to it is that the name of the song i can't remember but it's a great song and it's got this great bit where you've got, like, if you see them live, you've got the entire audience singing along with it and it just gives you that feeling that you're just, like, yeah. all together and all united in something. I love it. It's a great song. What's your third song? Sorry, were you going to well, say Well, I just more? had one final thing to say yeah. about that song. And it's, it's actually a criticism. Uh, well, it's not a criticism. It's just a, a, a an insight. Uh, it feels like a, like a rebellion song, much in the vein of... Sex Pistols and thing, things, mm. but I don't know what it's rebelling against. I don't know if it mm. even if it is trying to rebel against, but it does have that kind of energy behind it. Yeah. Even if there's nothing, even if there's no more potent message other than let's have it. Yeah. That's all good. Either way, I stand it. Either way, let's move on. <laughs> Jim, what's your third song? The third track, yeah, the third track this week is called "In the Nightfall" by The Veils. Now, The Veils here's genre, Jim. The Veils are an indie rock slash alternative band. Sean Ridgem, look at they're him. From England. He's over and there. I've got a quote here from the. Stop that! I've got a quote here from <laughs> the head of. <laughs> Stop that! John Ridgem. John Ridgem. Enough. Look at him. He fucking enough. Right. Listen. Listen. Right. So I've got a quote here from the head of Rough Trade Records. I mean, no one cares anymore. They just talk about genre. <laughs> so, The Veils are an indie rock slash alternative band from England, right? And the head of Rush, Rough Trade, the head of Rough Trade Records, said of lead singer and songwriter Finn Andrews, he's a young but maturing real artist in the vein of Nick Cave and David Bowie. What do you reckon? Well, it's interesting that you say it's like uh, Nick Cave. And I didn't say it. Say, well. <laughs> The guy from Rough Records, is it? Was rough that? Trade Records. The rough head of Rough Trade, trade Records, Cedil yeah, Finn Andrews. Yeah, like was... David Bowie and Nick, because I think that's 
like, like it's a good song. I don't think he's neither <laughs> nor David Bowie really. No, like, not based on that one song. No, not based on his but, entire career no. either. I think that was just an easy. It's it's a good song. I, I and I'm quite interested in listening to what else the Veils have mm. done. I don't I don't think particularly this song was the best representation of what they've done. But I did not enjoy the song. I think the song was good in its own right because it's a very, very atmospheric piece. But yeah, I, I, I like audibly it it was stunning. But I was kind of, I kind of felt like I was waiting for something to happen. Aye. I get that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was it's de- very much the, the the part of the album that sort of breaks up the rest of it, sort of thing. So it probably wasn't the best song to just engage with. But it's the one that I engaged with most. Mm. Just I think I, I put it into a script that I'd been writing at some point as well. So I had that connection to it. Yeah. You can see that in a more cinematic sense. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a totally... It was, it's so different from the other songs that are on this week, I think. Which is great. Yeah. Like, it's a totally different sound. Um, It's got this solemnness to it, I think. Mm. But it is... Like, it is really good, don't get me wrong. I think it might potentially be the weakest of the three you put up, but you put up three very fucking good songs, so to be the weakest of those three is by no means an insult. Listening to that doesn't make me not want to listen to it. It makes me want to listen to this band more. Yeah. So it's it's done good, and it's it's a decent song, and I have enjoyed it. I just was wanting slightly more for it. Yeah, I think no, it's I, almost I totally, it's almost yeah. a come down after Bartholomew. I think where you're like, yeah, uh, maybe it was too too harsh a come down. But then I got saying that though, when you try to introduce someone mm. to a band, what should you play? Or should you play them the hits? Or sometimes does it do you a bit better to play them one of the more subdued songs or one of the more slightly more intricate, interesting ones, like sort of deep cut sort of thing. Chinaboo. Liam, what, which one of Jim's would you say? Um, I would probably say Love, Hope, Misery. That was a, uh, that was the one track that piqued my interest. Yeah, I think I think it's the standout tune of the three that you put. They're all very good tunes, but yeah, Love, Hope, and Misery, I'd say as well. I was kind of struggling yeah. between that and Bartholomew, but I think Bartholomew, I just enjoy the yeah. Sort of yeah, style, yeah. There's, so. a, there's other tunes like but I would I would personally I know I don't get a vote but I would vote for Love Open Misery yeah so we're voting Good for choice, Love Open Misery Good yeah Woo. Liam what's your first song so the first uh, song that I picked is Little Trouble by um, Better Oblivion Community Centre I'm amazed that I've managed to say that in the one go Phoebe Bridges and Connor Obrist. Brilliant. Absolutely fucking love it. Connor Obrist from uh, Bright Eyes fame and also his solo stuff. Listening to this now, after having listened to it for like the last couple weeks, it makes so much more sense why those two people are together doing music. Because Phoebe Bridges' uh, solo stuff, lyric-wise, is fucking stunning. And that's one of my favourite things about Connor Obrist's like music is just his lyrics. This is a little upbeat number that could really just slip into any kind of Bright Eyes album. Specifically, Wide Awake It's Morning. Uh, the voices complement each other fantastically. It, it's, it's, it's nice to hear a new 
female vocalist. That that wee instrumental bit before the drums kick in, just before the end, is so fucking fun. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's just it's a proper pop rock kind of indie song. It's it's they're good. You yeah, should well, listen I, to them. I, I have uh, genre. Jim has indie rock, and also in my notes I have love the guitar bit. Great lyrics, just basically echoing what you said. Um, I think, I think, I think Conor Orbrecht is a very interesting, mm. interesting songwriter. I don't always gel completely with his output, but I, I respect him. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys that I respect more than I enjoy, and I listen to a lot of his music, and I like. I really want to fucking. I want to be a big fan. Of him and like of bright eyes and of all his projects, but I, I I'm just sonically I'm just not. It's just one of those things that it just happens. But I respect him a lot and some of his. Um, but every now and again, like a tune like this, I listen to it and I think, oh fuck, this is ace. And I get what you're talking about, Liam. Sometimes and I'm like, yes, I want that to be one of my favorite guys. But it's similar to Mystery Jets in the first week. It's just it just hasn't got me. This tune's really good. I think it's quite uplifting. I think it's it's got that similar sort of sound to Bartholomew from Jim's playlist. It's just sort of got this sort of collaborative feeling and it's just nice and big and yeah, I like it. I like this a lot, actually. The more I think about it, the more I like it. If, <laughs> if it wasn't, if you didn't know Connor Obrist's bright eyes and Connor Obrist as his solo stuff, what would you think about this tune? I don't know. I, I, right now, this second, being shit-faced at this time, I, I can't answer that. There's <laughs> if, if <laughs> too many different thought processes you, I need to go if through. If you hadn't put this up and I didn't know how much you love Conor Arborist, I would probably not have got, given it a second thought. Yeah. But because... Wow. You, but this is the beauty about doing this playlist. Like, you've, like, we actually sat down and listened to this quite a lot on repeat it's actually it's quite painful sometimes doing this tune about because you sit and listen to the same nine fucking songs <laughs> for like hours on edge you know yeah but actually listening to it has made me enjoy it a lot which is why like it's not a bad thing sort of going i i, I haven't listened to anything else he's done and i wouldn't necessarily do that unless you told me to and even when you tell me to i still go no i'm probably not going to listen to it but like actually forcing me to it it's yeah it's it sort of makes you properly listen and try and sort of find the good because you're one of your good pals is telling you this is good and if you try and find the good sometimes you do and it is a good song so <laughs> what's your second song so yeah so my second song is sun structures by the temples it's 100 percent pure unadulterated psychedelic rock a fantastic summer tune just makes you kind of want to chill out in the sun and sink into the grass with some beers very Woodstock it's just it's audibly trippy like you listen to it and you feel the psychedelicness it brings me back the song brings me back to the kind of revolver era of the Beatles specifically Tomorrow Never Knows which is a track that was featured on the soundtrack of the Sucker Punch um, the movie Sucker Punch brilliant track brilliant cover for that soundtrack as well and yeah, it's just got that. It's it's just got that entire kind of aura to this song. I actually seen these guys play this live on their tour for this album. It's a titular track of the album, Sun Structures, 
Um, and the entire show was so trippy. They had these like old school projectors, um, with some like bowls of milk with coloured oils in them, and they were spinning them on the projectors, and this kind of like produced a kind of splodgy, moving, colourful kind of imagery across the band at the in the back walls. Um, it was just mental. It was wild. It was a great. It was a great experience to see in this kind of music played live. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of the track? All right. Well, I think fucking Sun Structures Temples is one of the. It's probably our album recommendation of the week. I think you can all agree. It's a fucking stomping, raging, mental, fucking manky, delicious tune. It's got fucking great vocals, very Beatles esque, as Liam. Uh, hinted at earlier it is f- uh, the guitar works fucking great all the the tones of the guitar and the tones and everything is brilliant and the singing's awesome lyrics who gives a fuck chuck them out melodies <laughs> massive I'm fucking living for it I think it's fucking stomping I fucking can't get enough of it it just makes me want to go into a field and drink 12 cans of penance and fuck everyone off Dougal what do you think I can't possibly have the same enthusiasm you just showed for it, man. But uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome, man. It's a great song. It's just got drums. Drums are good. I'll take yeah. the drums. Yeah. Anything else? I'll take it all. I'll take everything that's in the song and just keep it. Uh, the melody, lyrics, and the music. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. No, they're just good. Like temples are so good, and I think they're sort of like. They're obviously kind of, like, known in the background, but I don't think they get the respect that they actually deserve for what they put out, because they put out well, really they, good music, you know? I know, I think, uh, probably, probably bad to say, but I think maybe their biggest exposure was the uh, Keeping the Dark song was on that mm. Magnus advert. Yeah. Which, in, which spawned a song of our own, if you remember. Yes, yeah, Keeping the Doctor Sterilised. Yeah. Keeping the dark to stare at the light. You know a song. <laughs> Keeping the doctor <laughs> sterilised. Ipso facto. But um, no, I don't. Know. You can't just chuck an ipso facto and expect that to solve all your problems. But no, um, that temples are just. Well, that first album in particular was just so fucking on point. It was yeah. unreal, and it elevated all of its influences. Not above. The, the influencers but I think they just did a just a fucking great job bloody really do and bang I'm, job, I'm man. all for it brilliant so yeah my final track this week is Crushing by X-Ray when, listened, when I first listened to it I, I almost recognised the voice but then I thought because it's such a unique distinct voice how could I really have heard this before it turns out I had actually heard it before because it turns out this is a solo project of Alana Tonra from the band Daughter. Her vocals are fantastic. The intro to the track is quite haunting, uh, which I love. And there's so many multi-layered kind of vocals. And then when the strings come in behind it as well, it just sounds stunning. Everything just fits together so tightly. It's just a brilliant, brilliant track. And well, I've got I've got quite a lot to say about this track. Um, very similar to the first week when we were talking about Van Ives on and the the sort of uh, I hasted to use the word journey because you, you just sound like an arsehole when you say I went on a journey but I actually did with yeah. uh, both that Van Ives on and 
this X-ray song Crushing because when I first heard it, I I just didn't like I just didn't like it sonically musically I just didn't I didn't like it uh, I liked her voice and I liked the intention behind it but I just didn't I I just lacked any deeper appreciation but I, like we listened to all obviously we listened to all the tracks all the way through each week and so that was the last track and it just left me feeling a little bit empty and I couldn't really work out why I just thought that I'd liked so many of the elements about it but it just didn't click it just didn't snap into place and I didn't get it and it wasn't until I read up about uh, the artist's motivation and I can't remember I don't have my notes in front of me just now but but the the sort of general ideas behind this album that I actually made was that it was a sort of breakup song that didn't really involve the person they were breaking up from and it was more about the gaps that are left behind rather than the actual person and it was all a very personal, sort of, very endearing, very bare bone kind of expression of all that without it being, you know, directly a breakup album or anything like that. Yeah. And she worded it a lot better than I ever could. But as soon as I learnt all that, I then went back and listened to it and found it an infinitely more interesting. I fucking loved it after that, as soon as I worked out what it was about. Yeah, it's sort. Of, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, if you, it's weird when you contextualize something in a, in a different way. It can sort of, just this song can bring on a whole new meaning if you learn more about it or figure out why it's written or what it's written about. And um, maybe you haven't got that from the lyrics, which is quite interesting. I, I, I don't have that much to say about this song. I enjoyed it. It was probably one of the more interesting ones from this week. I think just to just harder to figure out maybe i don't know um when i found out that it was uh the vocalist from daughter that made me go oh all right because she's great um so yeah it's just got this it's got this lovely sound to it and it's sort of very relaxed and chilled throughout i like it it's it it was good and uh when i sort of like found out who did it and all that it was more interesting and the genre certainly like challenging but it didn't blow me away necessarily and what was your guys picks of the weeks temples no like i think it has to be temples sun structures uh, and that would be my we always do the album recommendations yeah, yeah, yeah temples sun structures definitely the album recommendation of the week as well so catch of the week what would that be Owl John Owl John for me well that's two against one sure. yeah 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 I'll, t- I'll take that then so thanks guys yeah Owl John wins and that's great because uh, like yeah listen to more of his stuff Temples is the album recommendation of the week Owl John's like a you know secondary go in and just listen to it along with John Grant on our catch of the week playlist or do whatever you want yeah, but you know, listen to our playlists, they're really good. No, I don't actually, no, that's shite. <laughs> no, there's some good shit on our before the podcast. So that was our second attempt at our second episode of Tuna Boot. I really hope you enjoyed it, I really hope it all worked. Uh, if you could give us a wee like on Facebook and a follow on Instagram and Twitter, and if you could please subscribe to the podcast on whichever format you get your podcasts on, it just means that we get guaranteed listenership for just elbowed my bootcase 
not for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, Guaranteed um, listenership for that. No, for, um, for another podcast we have called Elbowed by Bootcase. <laughs> no, if you subscribe, it just means that every week we have a baseline amount of people, and we, if we build that audience and build, you know, that level up, yeah, that really just helps us out, and we could potentially look into funding and things like that. But yeah. either way, even if you just listen to it, even if you just overheard it on somebody else's thing, we really appreciate you. Well, if you if you did, I mean, just tell your friends to listen to it and if your friends are telling you to listen to it then they're right and listen to it even if your friend tells you to listen to it tell them to listen to it again yeah tell them back make sure reinforce with everyone to just listen to us because you know we're trying to we we enjoy doing this stuff and we'd like to keep doing it as long as we can really i don't know Mm mm-hmm Anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you very much. I'm Liam. I'm Dougal. Huh? (laughs) Jump. We're still at nearly two hours, lads. Chinaboot. Skish, skish, (laughs) belush, motherfuckers.